1: Locked into the dopest show on radio from the press box to press row. I am your host, Donald Ware. Our countdown to kickoff begins today. And since 2006, we've had a countdown to kickoff and what we do when things get started or the day that things get started. We have as guests the four coaches whose teams won conference championships the year before. Instead of reinventing the wheel, had a chance to already catch up with Bowie State head coach Damon Wilson, North Carolina a head coach Sam Washington, Miles head coach Reginald Ruffin, and the head football coach of Alcorn State, Fred McNair. So going to replay those interviews today on the program as part of our countdown to kickoff. Before we do that, NASCAR is in full effect on Sunday as the race is going to take place in Michigan And one of the preeminent drivers in all of NASCAR is Brad Keselowski. He's going to join us on the program. In terms of the race for the chase, he sits at the number six position. And uh, so we're going to talk some NASCAR with Brad Keselowski today here on the program before our countdown to kickoff continues. Also, a lot of big moves have happened in HBCU football. DeAndre Francois, the former quarterback, Florida State has transferred now to Hampton. Is Hampton now a player in the Big South? The Box to Row All-America team was released on Tuesday. The Box to Row Coaches Poll, the preseason poll, was released on Monday. We're going to get to all of those things during the course of today's From the Press Box to Press Row. As we continue here on From the Press Box to Press Row, the race taking place in Michigan this Sunday, going to be aired on NBC Sports Network. And my guest drives the number two discount tire Ford Mustang for Team Penske. He, of course, won the Cup Series in 2012. He's currently sits in the number six position in the race for the chase. He is Brad Keselowski. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. What's good, Brad K?
2: Oh, just... uh. Thrilled to death to have fast race cars and uh, an opportunity to run for a championship here in 2019. Of course, really busy trying to make it all come together, but uh, it's getting about time for the playoffs to start, and now's the time to hit our high high note and high stride.
1: No question, and you're in in good position. Before we start out, you've gotten some good news here uh, more recently. So what does it mean uh, to you that Discount Tire has re-upped with you?
2: But it means that, uh, you know, if you look at racing and how it works, you got to have a fast car to win. And to have a fast car, you got to have some really smart engineers and do a lot of development work, and, and, and that costs money. Uh, and having a great sponsor means that we'll have the money to pay for that, and that means we can be an elite team for years to come that can win these big races and, and contend for championships. And uh, I'm so thankful to have that opportunity because uh, not everyone gets that, right?
0: yeah Um,
2: and uh you know it takes us to make the most of it but uh no the the two cars have been super fast for the last you know decade or so and it's going to continue to be so and hopefully we can get another championship accordingly
1: no question because you you know about that having had your own racing team that it it definitely takes money uh sponsorship etc to keep that thing going
2: yeah it's uh it's you know this is uh, a tough sport financially to make all the things work and sponsorships are the lifeblood of a race team and we're, we're full of lifeblood which is a good thing
1: yeah so you currently sit number sixth in the point to this point of guaranteed a spot in the race for the chase so you know how do you feel about the season to this point
2: good It's good you know i wouldn't call it terrific if i had the most wins i'd call it terrific <laughs> yeah but uh, i you know i am thankful that we have three wins and uh that we have an opportunity to uh you know, get in the playoffs or or locked in the playoffs so early and really focus on everything. Um, So with that in mind, uh, you know, we're in a good spot. We just want to be a little bit faster. Last month or two hasn't gone quite the way we want it to.
1: Yeah, no, you had your your three wins a a little bit early on, so I know you're looking for that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you've been consistent. So you've made the playoffs eight of the last – nine full-time years, that is. So, you know, even though I know maybe you're not exactly where you want to be, what does that mean to you to be consistent and be there year in and year out?
2: Well, I mean, it's a privilege to be fast and to to be in that opportunity. Um, You know, I started my career uh, really simply in cars that didn't have any opportunity to win. Uh, And that's a really humbling experience because, you know, I try to explain this to people from time to time. You know, you you watch these races and you see the guy that wins. He has the easiest driving race car. On I'd say 99 times out of 100. It's the guy that's running 30th that's really just fighting his butt off. And he's driving the car and it's obviously not handling very well. And he's got other cars passing him and he's trying to, you know, stay out of their way. Uh, And I've been in that spot. Let me tell you, it stinks. Um, so to, to have cars like Roger Penske gives us means that we're competitive, Um and I don't have to be in that spot, and I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, I hope that continues for my entire career, and you know, when, when the day comes where I'm in the way, I, I probably don't want to be a, a part of this sport anymore, yeah. if, if you know what I mean, and, and right now, I think we're in a spot where I'm going to be very competitive for, for a lot of years, and Uh, that's a great thing for our team, for myself, for my family, and and I'm just really thankful for it.
1: No question about it, you've been one of the top drivers on the circuit. That's the voice of Brad Keselowski, drives the number two discount tire Ford Mustang for Team Penske, joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Check him out this Sunday as NASCAR's in Michigan. Uh, It's going to be aired on NBC Sports Network. Um, so, you know, Brad, I mean, I think the thing about it, you've had some success here or in Michigan, I should say, uh, 17 top 10 finishes, including six top five finishes. You haven't won it, but but that's been in 20 starts. So that's some consistency there. So what do you think it's ultimately going to take? And you finished second last year in Michigan. What is it going to take to win that thing this year?
2: Well, we've had years where I feel like we've uh, had the speed to win there, and, and quite honestly, I've screwed up the execution or something has gone wrong for us. Then we've had years where, or races, I should say, where we've executed really well and just not been fast enough. Um, so the, the reality is we got to do both. We've got to have speed and we got to execute. And uh, we haven't done that yet, but I, I have faith that it will come.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you see... Uh, right now as we sit i know we still got a lot of race season left but do you see any similarities between what's happening now or this year and going back to your cup series championship year in 2012
2: yeah we have uh the same amount of wins which is good uh pretty similar in point standings uh you know this this is there's a lot of similarities yeah absolutely uh, I'd like to be just a little bit faster. So it's on us to find just a little more speed.
1: Yeah. So what, is, what, what does that take? Like, how do, you, how do you get to that point where you're, you know, you're going to be satisfied with how fast you are? How, how do you get there?
2: Well, when you're setting on poles week in and week out and when you're leading a lot of laps, it's a good indicator, a good indicator uh, or indication of the kind of speed you have in your cars. And uh, we, we haven't been there, uh, you know, uh, over the last month or so, but uh, we got an opportunity, and hopefully
1: it'll come together. Yep. That, the voice again of Brad Keselowski joins us here on the program. Check out NASCAR uh, this Sunday in Michigan. You can watch it on NBC Sports Network. A couple of more thoughts, Brad K. We appreciate the time. 30 career cup victories for you. Is there any one um, that stands out more than the others? Oh, so Sorry to put you in the spot so like good, that. So
2: I would say, yeah, my memory's not so good, so I'll always answer it the same way the last one. <laughs> your last win is your most important win. Because that's the one everybody remembers, including yourself. Um, and, and there's been some really good ones, and, and, and I can't complain uh, at all. Uh, it, and I, It's hard to downplay any of them, but you know, your last win is your most important win. It's what everybody measures you off of. Uh, sometimes it's even what you measure yourself off of. Uh, and even though it could sometimes come in the not the most prestigious race, uh, compared to other wins, uh it's still an important marker in your career and it's the one you think about every day.
1: Yeah. So I know I understand you're a big um, or I know actually from our conversation last time that you're a big Madden fan. So what are your thoughts on Madden uh twenty?
2: Uh, well they keep updating and it's 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 fun as it's ever been and graphics keep getting crazy it's you know you ask yourself each and every year how can it get any better and, and they they never fail to deliver
1: yeah are, are you do you i mean i know the lions are your team like do you play with the lions or do you play with someone else
2: oh yeah oh yeah i only play with the lions yeah well, what are they going to so do this year i know the team like the uh-huh. back my hand yeah what well, are they going to do yeah uh, i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> i could see them going you know 10 and 6 i could see them going 6 and 10 I'm hopeful for ten and six. Yeah. Um, but time will time will tell.
1: Yeah. Lastly, so uh, again, also my understanding that you um, have a or uh, are, are going to have a street sign named after you in Indianapolis. What, t- talk about that. What I mean, that's that like like that's a really big deal.
2: Yeah, that'll be the road everybody gets uh, lost on. They uh, <laughs> you know, won't be able to type it in the GPS. But, you know, as part of winning the race there last year, that's one of the things, accolades they give the, the race winner in Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, that was a thrilling win for us where everything just came together right, and I'm so thankful for it. they have always wanted to win the Brickyard. And to have won there at both the Cup and the Xfinity level is, uh, you know, really a, a privilege and an honor. I hope that uh, hope that we can back it up this year.
1: Yeah, he's had a phenomenal career, 2012 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion as NASCAR in action on Sunday in Michigan. Watch it on NBC Sports Network. He is Brad Keselowski, drives the number two for discount tire Ford Mustang uh, for Team Penske, that is, joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Brad K., we appreciate the time. A continued success to you and your team.
2: Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on.
1: Brad Keselowski looking to get that first cup series championship since 2012 still to come here on from the press box to press row sam washington damon wilson reginald ruffin and fred mcnair the coaches whose teams won hbcu conference championships in 2018 as from the press box to press row rolls on It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row. The biggest names are guests on Box to Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant.
3: Oh,
0: yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. You know, uh, we've been through a lot as a team. And I enjoy playing with a great group of guys.
4: Hey, this is Ronda Rousey.
0: This is Michael Vick.
4: Hi, this is Layla Ali. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Skylar Diggins. Hey, it's Alex Morgan with
3: the U.S. Women's Soccer Team.
1: I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams.
3: Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that.
1: You know, I was really focused. And I was really um, ready and serious. i just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online www.BoxToRow.com That's from the Press Box to Press Row Real Relevant Radio
0: From the Press Box to Press Row and BoxToRow.com Your HBCU Sports Leader See the rich girl But not
1: the ordinary Extraordinary i too much to carry, possessed by a demon on a mission. No man alive could refuse a proposition from fantasy. But in this segment, you're going to hear from the head the football coach at Bowie State, Damon Wilson. Appeal, taunted, Thank you to all of our wonderful affiliates the around the country world that world carry world from world the press box to press world. row. The, the like, for instance, WFSK in Nashville. Tennessee carries from the press box to press row. Been carrying from the press box to press row for about ten years. WGBN in Pittsburgh. Been carrying from the press box to press row since 2008. Those that listen to us on Sirius XM channels 141 and 142, and those that listen to us around the world at row.com Hopefully, you all have been listening to the HBCU football daily podcasts and uh, we left off on Friday or the most current podcast on is Norfolk state. Again, log on to our website at box to and click on the HBCU football daily podcast link or the banner that is on the right side of the page. I mentioned the fact that Deandre Francois has transferred into Hampton. And I mean, in two years, at Florida State, he had a really like he had a, a a a sort of a superstar rookie year with the Seminoles in 2016. Uh, but for his two years, and remember, 2017 first year uh, first game against Alabama that year, he was having a really I mean, he's having a great game actually, and uh, got hurt was out for the remainder of the season came back in 2018 and was just, or last year, we're just trying to get sort of get back to form 15 touchdowns to 12 interceptions in 2018. Um, ultimately got into a little bit of trouble, um, uh, was dismissed from Florida state was looking for a home and ultimately ended up at Howard. And now I've covered HBCU football for a very long time um, and just maybe looking at some of the history of HBCU football in terms of some of the FBS transfers that have come to HBCUs, um, this is this is I, I can't think of a bigger player coming from an HBCU or coming from an FBS program to an HBCU. We've had many players come from big time programs at FBS schools. Maybe they weren't guys that necessarily. Um, got a lot of playing time a lot of times, but I mean, you're talking about this kid was a star in FBS, a star at Florida state, a star in the ACC and ultimately comes to Hampton. It's a good thing for Hampton, uh, for a number of different reasons. Um, one of those reasons is this is going to be the first year that Hampton is playing in the big South. Um, the big South is a conference that has had some turnover over the years, but is beginning to reestablish itself. And so Hampton wants to be a player. I mean, you have the Monmouths of the world. You have the Kennesaw States. They made the playoffs. You know, you have Campbell that's coming into the conference. You also have North Alabama that's coming into the conference as well. So Hampton definitely uh, wants to establish itself. The other thing is Francois has two years of eligibility remaining, two years of eligibility remaining. So that bodes well for the Hampton program. This is a great move for Hampton. I'm not saying they're going to be at the top of the big South in 2019. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is they become a lot more competitive in the big South conference. And again, it's the first season for Hampton in the big South. Um, Again, let's get to Damon Wilson, the head football coach, of Bowie State as our countdown to kickoff begins today here on the program. We're talking with the four coaches whose teams won conference championships in 2018. Damon Wilson, the head football coach of Bowie State, coming off a CIAA championship for the Bulldogs in 2018. But what is life like after Amir Hall?
4: I think the, the thing about our system and our program, you know, we try not to, uh, cater to one particular person. We try to put some things in place that, that, uh, goes along with our system and recruit guys that fit our system. Uh, we've been very fortunate to have Amir in our system for the last four years. And, uh, and if, I don't know if you remember before Amir, we had a couple other quarterbacks yeah. that had a lot of success throwing. Of course, not as, uh, from a, a uh, um, Every year deal, Amir had the longest tenure, if you will, but, uh, those other guys had success. So we're looking for Gaston Cooper to step right in, in, in place. Gaston has been in the, uh, program for two years. He's familiar with the system. Uh, it's his opportunity. It's his time. Uh, and I'm excited to see, you know, to see him grow and develop in the system. Uh, but we're definitely going to miss a guy like Amir Hall, not just his numbers on the field. But his leadership. I mean, he's a kid. I've been coaching college ball twenty years and he has to be in the top three of my players I've ever had opportunity to coach. I mean he's just a great young man and uh is a great leader. So we're gonna miss him. But uh I think from on the field, Ganson Cooper will be able to step right on in and uh um, and, and lead this ball
0: club.
1: Is there some, you know, you look at what what Amir was able to do for all of those those really, you know, the the three full years he had to come in Mm -hmm. to to your point. I I can't Mm -hmm. think of the name of the quarterback had a great quarterback. He goes down. He has the Amir has to come in and play in the playoff game, I believe, going back some four years, years. Yeah. So but with that, so is there like is it because he played D2 ball or what's the like, why isn't he on a National Football League roster?
4: I'm still trying to figure it out. I've I've talked to a number of NFL teams. I've talked to some personal friends of National Football League and I still haven't got a clear and definitive answer. Um he checked all the boxes. Hey, great arm strength, coach, hey good size, uh, he's a smart kid. I have no I had I don't know. And uh he just had a workout this past weekend and uh at the end of the day he's gonna get his opportunity. I have no idea why it's taking this long for a team to kind of pull the trigger and get and get this young man an opportunity but uh he's he has his head on strong he's he's working out he's staying prepared um but i i, I can't answer that question i, I don't know i know he, he was trying to be basically the first division two uh hbcu quarterback to play in the national football league to my knowledge so i know he's knocking on some doors that that uh, haven't been open in the past. But uh, I think he did everything he was supposed to do to put himself and give himself an opportunity to, uh, to play on Sundays.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, not only do you have the, I mean, you mentioned everything, you know, the, the the numbers, the the IQ, it's all there. So hopefully he will, and and to your point, he'll definitely get that opportunity, and it'll be you've prepared him so that he'll be ready to rock and roll when that uh, opportunity in fact comes. So let's look at some of the personnel. I want to look at the receivers that you mentioned, the quarterback. So um, Montez Clay comes back for you as a leading receiver. Uh, 73 receptions last year. Does now does CSA come Does the CSA come back for you?
4: No, CSA is, is graduating. He's, He's graduated. graduated. Okay. So our two leading receivers would be Montez clay and uh, Jordan Clark. Okay. And Deron Smith. Those are the guys that are coming back uh, from a receiver standpoint. That pretty much led the ball club last few years.
1: Yeah. So how important is it for the new quarterback, particularly to have a guy like a Monte? I mean, you mentioned, you know, you lunch for CSA. Those guys were really good. Again, clay, Montez Clay was the kid that led you in receiving. So how important is it to have a guy like that along with uh, Clark to, uh, to, to, to be able to throw to that, have experience playing, uh playing in the CIAA? I mean, I, th-
4: I think it's major. Uh, anytime uh, our quarterback has familiar targets, I think that's going to help guys are familiar with the conference. They're, they understand our expectations. These guys have uh, a lot of playing time. Uh, and I think that's going to carry over to our younger receivers they understand the expectation. They understand what it takes uh, to win a championship now. Uh, so therefore, I think it, it means a lot to have those guys come back and be able to get the balls in their hand and, and, and uh, you know make us look smart as coaches.
1: <laughs> yeah. Does the does your offensive philosophy change a bit, if you will? Because if you look at the numbers, you rush for just under a hundred yards per game uh, as a team. And and in sort of in that same vein, how uh In terms of experience, is your offensive line looking for two
4: thousand nineteen? Well, we have the entire uh, offensive line from last year coming back uh so all five of those guys that started last year they they're back again this year uh like I said we mentioned the receiver we mentioned the quarterback uh from a philosophy standpoint our, our goal is to outscore our, our opponents but we're still we're going to throw the ball to get ahead and we're gonna run the ball to win the ball game and uh that's that's our philosophy we're not gonna uh you know venture off of that at all. Uh, we just try, like I said, we're going to continue to try to bring guys in that fit what we do. Uh And, and it's great now because when I first started, you know, I, I, I didn't have the reference points that I have now. You know, we, we've been to the championship quite a few times as a program, and we've we've had some uh, success. We had some failure, so it's important to have those reference points so uh, so I can get better as a coaching staff as well as my as my players. So you know, it's not a lot of guesswork that we need to uh entertain now we pretty much have have gone through it and now of just getting the new guys up to speed and continue to develop the uh, older guys
1: damon wilson is the head football coach at Bowie state in his 11th season entering his 11th season joins us here on the program so defensively i mean you know i, I almost forgot I mean, I look at the numbers. I'm looking at the numbers here of Joshua Pryor. 20 tackles for loss. <laughs> not, 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 not the player. I forgot that he was a freshman last year. Like, that's <laughs> unbelievable. 20 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks. So talk about him, his growth over the spring, and then ultimately how this defense is going to look in 2019.
4: I think our loss in the second round of the playoffs really helped Joshua, uh, check himself individually. Uh, he's been working nonstop. Since that playoff loss, uh, he, you know, he got a piece of humble pie. You know, he he wasn't a factor in that game. He took it personal. I want to say he was back in the weight room the Tuesday after the game on Saturday. Uh, academically, did a good job in the classroom, and we're and counting on Joshua to lead our defense, along with William Flowers on the back end. He's a safety that's been playing for us uh, for the last three years. Uh, Tevin Singleton at the uh, one of the cornerback positions. Those guys have, have had a lot of playing time, and those guys understand. Uh, what we're trying to get accomplished as a ball club and as a defense. So those are guys we're going to lean
1: on and, uh, and, and to take our defense and our program to the next level. Damon Wilson, the head football coach at Bowie state here on our countdown to kick off. As a matter of fact, had a chance to do a top five players to watch under the radar edition. And I had Joshua Pryor at the number five position. This is a young man that put up some absolutely tremendous numbers as just a freshman in 2018, and it's going to be uh, the if or if not at least one of the anchors of that Bowie State defense, which should be much improved in 2019. Still to come here on from the press box to press row in our countdown to kickoff, Sam Washington, the head football coach at North Carolina A&T, going to join us on the program up next. You're going to hear from Miles head football coach Reginald Ruffin and Also from Alcorn State head football coach Fred McNair after this small pause for the cause you're tuned into from the press box to press row. Fred McNair is in his fourth season as the head football coach at Alcorn State had a chance to catch up with him during the earlier part of our HBCU football daily podcast and I'm going to tell you what, when I look at this Alcorn State team, it's when you're talking about the talent that's returning in 2019, it's hands down the best team in HBCU football from a talent perspective returning in 2019. The quarterback Noah Johnson returns. The running back Deshaun Waller returns. The offensive line returns. They they are missing some guys on defense. I've said that a couple of times, Whittington and the other defensive end, a couple of guys that they're missing uh, on the defense from a defensive end perspective. But they got a good defensive backfield, Some other guys coming in, a linebacker that I'm going to let uh, Coach McNair talk with you about. But again, uh, from a talent perspective, Alcorn State has the best team coming into 2019 in HBCU football. So let's go to the interview with Fred McNair, again, the head football coach at allcorn State here. On Box to Rose, countdown to kickoff. So what does it mean to be able to have a guy like Noah Johnson coming back at quarterbacks? matter of fact, fifth year uh, in the program, had a really, really good season for you in 2018.
3: And that's one of the players I'm talking about that really growed up, man, over the last couple of years. You know, after footman leaves, and he took over the helm of a Lamar footman job. And the way he came in and competed. And, uh, and this year, you know, during the spring, you know, he showed really, really growth and maturing uh, to where he wanted everything to be perfect. You know, he wouldn't let Coach move on from one thing if it, if it wasn't right. So he wanted to repeat it until he got it right. So that just shows how dedicated he is and, and the leadership that he's going to be, he going to bring to the table this year um, with that fifth year. And it shows growth to him. And that, that's the year that you really want to see kids come in and just say, okay, this is my football team and I'm going to take over and I'm going to run this thing and we're going to win another championship. So that's our ultimate goal. With the attitude of Noah guy right now, you know, he's going to work hard. He's going to push these guys in the right direction and get them ready to play.
1: Deshaun Waller also returns for you. I mean, you're, you know, you're returning eight or nine guys uh, in terms of starters on the offense. Deshaun Waller, the running back, a tremendous season for him as well. Uh, what does it mean to also have him back for 2019?
3: I mean, that's, that was a dominant in the rough for us, man, to get that kid in last year and, and for him to come out and when P.J. Simmons went down and for him to come in and, and play the way he played, man. He's a phenomenal kid, very quiet, very humble, um, got a good work ethic, uh, do what you asked of him, and um, don't complain about nothing. Um, you know, and that's going to be our cowbell. You know, he, he's going to have work this year. Um, you know, for what we need to get done as far as our running game, you know, uh, we got some quality backups behind him. That's one thing that, that, um, that's going, that's going to push him a little bit more, but the guy that's behind him can be just as good, you know, um, and I think by his leadership in that backfield back there, it's going to help those guys mature as well. So it's great to have a guy like Waller back, man, and, and Noah in the backfield and, you know, um, what kind of offensive lineman that you have. Uh, to open old holes up for old guys. So I'm very excited about that.
1: You know, if I look over the last four or five years or so, and, of course, you've been with this uh, program uh, in that span of time, I would argue that Alcorn State probably had, you know, the best running back core. If you look at the last four or five years, I mean, to your point, P.J. Simmons goes down, you plug in Waller, you can go back, again, four or five years. Can you speak to that, how you guys are able to really recruit good running backs, but also the dynamic that you now have a new running backs coach and how things may change from that aspect?
3: Well, you know, um, the biggest thing is with that, you know, we always try to recruit the best player that we can uh, before the big guys throw them up, you know, the Power Five schools. schools—they always throw guys up, man. And and we always try to find that that one player that's going to be – a dynamic for us, and I think that Waller was one of those guys that that nobody wanted to take a chance on you know and 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 for us to go down <clears throat> go down to Georgia and uh get him you know that was big for us. we knew what the kid could do uh we've seen him play Juke ball and we knew what kind of kid he was we know the things that he done over the past, and um you know that was a big recruit for us and so just going out beating the bushes and and trying to find the, the right fit the right character kids for this university to come play for this football team. And, and also, he, he's an exceptional student, too. So uh, he does his work. Uh, he's not late for anything. Um, this kid, he he got a good attitude towards himself and, and what he can do with his football
4: program.
1: Fred McNair, the head football coach of corner State, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. A couple of more thoughts, Coach McNair. I mean, we can you can talk about, of course, Noah Johnson. You can talk about Waller in that great running game you've really, really had. But it begins up front. Um, what about this offensive line? a couple of starters returning to that line led by Mustafa Ibrahim?
3: And the, mustafa been he's been <clears throat> he's been a steady, steady guy, you know he's very consistent in what he do. Um, you know, he makes all the calls for us on the line. Uh, he's like our quarterback on the offensive line, you know so uh, he does a great job identifying the the mike Backer and and getting the protection of what needs to need to be. And so he does a really good job. He's a very steady player, you know. Um, uh, you know, he's one of the guys that, that people didn't want to take a chance on because he wasn't too athletic. Uh, but he's been doing a tremendous job um, of protecting the quarterback and making the cards that we need to make uh, to get in the protection that we need to protect Noah and also the running game as well.
1: Defensively, I mean, you lose some guys. I mean, to lose a Whittington and to lose a, you know, a a shippeed who were very, you know, these guys really rushed the quarterback. They had a lot of tackles for loss. You got to be able to try to replace those guys. So, you know, sort of who may come in to sort of fill those shoes, if you will, and what is this defense looking like for 2019?
3: Well, you know, we still, we still, I think we still be steady. We still got some holes to plug uh, to fill there on the defense side of the ball. So. Uh, I think Coach Thornton is doing a great job with his uh, defensive staff to to identify the right players that we needed to come in and and replace those guys. You know, you still got Baron Bonds. He's going to be a um, a steady dose of him. You got Chris uh, Monroe. Um, You still got Marshawn Smith, those guys of that nature. So, um, you got Big Dari Henson still here. So, we still need to find more depth on on that front four. Uh, on the defense side of the ball, but those guys are going to be a steady player for us. Uh, we look forward to seeing great things with those guys and, and what they did this spring was really good. So I'm excited about it. And like I said, we just got to make sure that we get the right fit, the right depth that we need to, uh, to fill in for these guys, uh, just to give them a rest a little bit.
1: Fred McNair, the head football coach at Allcorn State here on Box to Rose countdown to kick off. Our third championship coach, Reginald Ruffin, the head football coach at Miles, again, joined us back in June for the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. And you're talking about three SIAC championships. Miles has won three SIAC championships in the championship era, which began in the SIAC in 2011 with Miles winning that championship. And Reginald Ruffin was the head coach and still is the head coach there at miles and i talk with him about the upcoming golden bears golden season King. so let's go back to last season can you speak to winning five of your last six ball games including the siac championship again your third as the head coach there at uh, at miles
5: well you know the biggest thing is you know we had a young football team uh we lost a lot of guys here before but we had a, a fairly a uh, new football team. And, you know, and anytime you have a young football team, the biggest thing is continuity, you know, guys getting familiar with the system and coaching style. You know, we don't do uh, uh, a good job in bringing them uh, on campus early, like during the summertime and all of that. So these guys really have to, to start to uh, 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 crawl and walk, you know, at the beginning of the year. And it just took us some time to just to keep getting better. But if you actually watch – all of our games from all, for, during the season, you know that first game against Alabama and them, and you know Alabama and them, they had all, you know, everything fall in their way, and you know they was all hitting all cylinders, and and we actually lost that game, you know, uh, by a wide wide margin. But all the rest of the game, you know, it was the last possession, and we had to lead and gave up a couple of marriages gave up. So I knew we had a good ball team, but the thing is, we just had to make sure we just kind of got better and keep getting better and better. As a group, and our kids just kept fighting, and I always told them we had a chance. If they just keep battling, we had a chance, and they just kept fighting, and believing, and you know, and, and eventually, man, we just we just caught fire, and, and these guys was uh, excited and, and, and motivated to uh, do great things, and winning the championship was was that.
1: Daniel Smith. And I think the interesting story about Daniel Smith obviously had a really good season for you last year, passed for over 2000 yards, but he didn't even play football in 2017. So can you speak not only really, I should say, to his play last year, but his expectations for 2019
5: uh, from uh, junior college, you know, when he was a receiver. In junior college, and, um, you know, for him to still want an opportunity, you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was selling, uh, uh, tickets or something for cruises and all of that. You know, he has a story. You know, he wanted the opportunity just to get to college, and, you know, we got him here. We told him we needed to play quarterback because we, had, you know, we had lost a quarterback and he didn't play quarterback, and, uh, you know, he came in, man, with a purpose. He came in with the work ethic and just, uh, uh, giving out, he says, uh, second chance or second opportunity. Uh, to, you know, to be a, a, a good quarterback. And, uh, we gave him that opportunity, you know, when he came in, man, he just took the bull by the horn, man, and just, uh, guided his offense and guided his, his team. And he's a, he's our great, he's a great leader for our program. You know, he, he, he leads by example. He's the first on the field, the last league. And uh, just did, does such a great job for our, for our program, and then just getting the guys and the morale of the guys. You know, uh, even when it was old and fine you know, he just kept being positive. You know, and that and that takes a lot for a quarterback that's sitting there and, and, and not successful, not not having won his first collegiate game. You know, that that was tough for him. But you know, it just kept weathering the storm, just kept fighting, and just kept getting better. And then you know he's a leader, man. He's just a natural born leader, and uh, and that's what you have to have in, in great programs. You got to have a leader. A player led team is a championship team, you know. Coaches can't lead it. It has to be the players.
1: Yeah, no question. I mean, when you have a guy like a Justin Hardy who is won't be with you, I guess eligibility is exhausted. Um, what does the running back situation look like for you going into 2019?
5: <laughs> well, I will tell you what, we just uh, I'm glad you asked that. So just finished uh, looking at our roster you know for our signees and all that man probably bringing in about 12 newcomers at running back so uh everybody's gonna have an opportunity it's wide open you know and uh you know we're excited you know and that's the one thing we do we harp we take the jersey numbers you know nobody has a a starting number you know after after spring ball and um, you know everybody's got to earn this thing in camp and and uh, everybody have an opportunity to showcase uh, their talent. So, you know, we'll be running back to by committee until we get someone to come in and solidify that position.
1: Reginald Ruffin is the head football coach at Miles. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Austin Stevens, Box to Roll All-America last year, SIAC Defensive Player of the Year. Speak about him, and, and of course, he made that move, what, from the middle to the outside, correct?
5: Yeah, yeah, uh, the wheel wheel linebacker, and, um, you know, he's a He's in the box outside. He's just a smart football player. You know, in this game, man, it's 99% mental, man. And, you know, everybody's thinking you got to be physical. It's only a little percent of being physical, man. So uh, he's a physical football player. But the thing is, he's a very smart football player. Not only a smart football player, but he's a smart student, man. I'm a student, you know, and honest his curriculum. And, you know, when he came in here, he's just smart all the way around. And he has a no, a knack and a nose for the football. And the thing is, he does a great job. Like I said, the first to come up on the field, the last to lead, and watching film, you know, just his perseverance as, far as his, his tenacity of being great, man. You just watch him. He wants to be great at all times, and he works hard at that. You know, and I'm, I'm so fired up, you know. And he, he's well-deserving, you know, because I can't – I always tell him, nothing's going to be given to you in life. you got to work for him. And, man, he don't want nobody to give him anything, man, even – being injured during that uh, championship game, man. He told the coach in his eye. He said, "Coach, I ain't coming out. You know, I'm playing this game. I'm <laughs> finishing this game. So, you know, you get guys like that, man. You know, they're the ones you want in the foxhole with. You. And, uh, you know, and, and you know, just look at him, and he just, he's just a, a leader, man. He's a, he's a natural born,
1: born leader, you know. And we, we happy to have it. Miles' head football coach, Reginald Ruffin, more on the other side. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press road, The biggest names are guests on Box to Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day, you know. Um we been through a lot as a team, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys.
1: Hey, this is
4: Ronda Rousey.
0: This is Michael Vick.
4: Hi, this is Layla Ali. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Skylar
3: Diggins. Hey, it's Alex Morgan with the U.S. Women's Soccer Team.
1: I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams.
3: Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused, and I was really...
1: Um, ready and serious just really you know excited missed any of these interviews then check us out online at www.box2row.com that's from the press box to press row real relevant radio
0: it's Donald Ware From the Press Box to Press Row. Miles
1: head football coach, Reginald Ruffin, part of the countdown to kickoff here on From the Press Box to Press Row in the last segment. And we talked about Austin Stevens, and again, I gave a list of, I said top five, but I really had six players uh, that I think are under-the-radar players, and Austin Stevens is one of those players. Uh, That guy can play some football, and as a matter of fact, um, not only did he have 120 tackles, some of his better games in his career have been against uh, uh, FCS competition. He's had double-digit uh, tackles, uh, p- tackling performances against FCS opponents. You can go back to the game against Alabama A&M last year, where he had a he actually had a really good game um, against Alabama A&M. Um, and 14 tackles in that game, one and a half tackles for loss. Also going back to the 2017 season, his sophomore year, um, against Alcorn State where he had 12 tackles and an interception in that game. So that kid can play and he's one of my players to watch that's under the radar. And, uh, for all of those players or my top five players to watch in this case, six players log on to our website at botch and you can check that out. Our last coach of the day, Sam Washington's in his second season as the head football coach at North Carolina a I had a chance to catch up with him at Miac Media Day a couple of weeks ago. How do you feel like you grew as a head coach throughout the course of the season in this your first time being a head coach?
0: Well, um, I thought I did some things well, and I thought I did some things not so good. <laughs> and I think it showed with those two losses. I think I kind of um, lost control of that firm grip uh, and and allowed that to happen. And, uh, but fortunately, I was able to tighten up my grip as the season went and uh, get back on track, and we were able to finish strong.
1: a becoming running back you. You know, Tariq Cohen gets drafted doing his thing. You got you had two three-star kids, one out of Havelock. I forget where the other one was, another transfer. Jermaine Martin comes back. Can, can you sort of speak to how... the the reputation of A&T in terms of running back is becoming very, very big, not just in HBCU football, but nationally.
0: Well, um, Coach Gibb does a very good job with the running backs. And uh, I think we have to give him some credit. And then uh, finding those guys and molding them and making them become the best that they possibly can be uh, has been a blessing for us. And you know, y'all call it, I, I like DB University, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's true. And, 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 yeah, especially with your rep. We, we put two of them in the league early as well. And uh, we got two or three coming here in the future. So, But uh, that's not here or there with me, honestly. It's about developing young men, making them be the very best that they can be and winning football games.
1: Speaking of developing, Daryl Johnson leaves a little bit early, gets drafted. How, how much of a blow... Potentially, could that be not having him this year to the defense?
0: Well, well, it took some wins out of ourselves, I think, more psychologically than physically. Uh, you know, when you first got the, when I first received the information, I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. You know, so it was a, a shock. But uh, I don't think um, that's not going to define who we are. You know, the, we're not a one-team, one-man team. So uh, we have some guys that play behind him and some guys that have come in that I think will um, surprise some folks, going to do some things, um, some equally as well and some not as well. Where do
1: you think, I can't think of his name, but where could the three-star kid out of uh, California, the defensive end, is he, is he a guy you think could come in and play right away?
0: Well, uh, Kyle, stand back. Uh, you know, we would like to believe that, but it's uh, yet to be seen. You know, and uh, fortunately, we're not in a situation where we, he has to. You know, now, and and what we're going to do, we're going to put them all out there and the best man win. I think we're bringing in about eight, nine defensive ends. So, uh, I don't care who, who's the first two, (laughs) as long as the first two can play. How how does it feel to be able
1: to have – to be able to have Mac back, and coming off that big injury in 2018.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. that's huge. You know, the style of defense that we play, we put a lot of pressure on the corners, and um, he's one that's proven. You know, he can stand up to that uh, that test, and uh, so so he's a valuable part of our uh, what we do and how we do things. So uh, it's it's great to have him back.
1: Um, you lose some guys. You, you do. I mean, that's just going to happen. You're going to lose some guys in terms of graduation, some seniors, so forth, um, especially on that
0: defensive line. So who
1: are some of the names you expect to kind of step up for you in 2019?
0: I like the first starting um, starters. I think Trey Small going to surprise a lot of people at defensive end. He's going to do some things. And then you got Cates um, inside. Hey. Case back, and uh, we all know what he's capable of doing. And then Jermaine Williams, perhaps, he's the best of them all. But, um, you know, he just have not gotten himself um, in position to be his best. And I think uh, he stayed over the summer, and um, I think we're going to see a different him. And he could be that guy that um, every team have trouble with. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how things unfold
1: couple of last thoughts. Elijah Bell comes back. Uh, we mentioned Jomaine Martins. Talk about that offense and, and specifically Bell coming into his senior season. He was, he was a warrior for you last year. He's injured a lot, or uh, you know, a couple of times. But talk about him and, and, and uh, how big he could be in 2019.
0: Well, he came in last year and had quite a struggle. Um, and it was just one thing after another. And uh, but one thing I am so proud, the way he hung in there. And and he stood the test of time and uh that command uh that says volume, let's speak volumes of the person that he is. So this year he's coming into camp one hundred percent healthy, uh he's uh physically and mentally all there and uh he's very excited. He's a big time leader. That's the key to it. He's not just preparing himself, he's pulling others along with him and, and I am very proud and thankful, you know. For where he is right now, uh, the receiving core is strong, uh, and we added one or two that's going to take it to a whole other level.
1: A uh, quarterback, uh, kind of talk about that position. I know you have, you know, a guy that's there, but you you got some guys that can really play that position.
0: Absolutely, you know, uh, it's going to be very competitive. Yeah. And uh, as of right now, Khalil Carter is my quarterback, and uh, he'll go in the season as that person. I will go into camp as that person, but he's going to have to defend it. He's going to have to defend it. And um, Jalen Fowler, 6'4, 240 pounds, can run and can spin it. And then, um, you know, um, Kingsley, a fitting, you know, transferred from ECU. You know, he can do some things with the football and he can do things with his feet that's uh, very exciting. So I think that position is going to be very competitive. And whichever one of them win uh, would have earned it.
1: Lastly, the schedule this year. got Duke on the schedule, Charleston Southern. Um, but then last year, the game against Jacksonville State, you win that. Beat Charlotte a couple of years ago. Kent State, uh, North Dakota State, you know, comes on the schedule next year. Can you speak to the a t brand, more specifically football, and how you're getting these great games against these great opponents?
0: Well, I think uh, very similar to everyone else. You know, you're looking for that guaranteed game, you know, the one that uh, don't cost a whole lot of money, but you earn a little bit. And so, uh, fortunately, uh, we think we found that in Duke, uh, not very far to travel, and um, just don't want to get beat up. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Exciting, though, to be able to just come right up the road. We, we, this is something we're seeing more recently. A&T like, hadn't played Chapel Hill before until you know 2015. So we're starting to see some of those games where A&T is playing some of those in-state ACC opponents.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's good. This is not only good uh, for uh, us. It's good for them, too. It's good for the state. And, uh, you know, these kids go to college, to high school together, uh, junior uh, high or elementary school. They are running to each other in some way or form or fashion, whether it's um, AAU. You know, so they do have some kind of rapport, some kind of uh, connection. So, uh, you know, then to get the opportunity to, to play against them, that's big stuff. That's cool.
1: Sam Washington, the head football coach at North Carolina A&T, also part of Box to Rose Countdown to Kickoff. So you heard from Sam Washington. You heard from Miles Head Coach Reginald Ruffin. You heard from Alcorn State Head Coach Fred McNair. And you heard from Bowie State Head Football Coach Damon Wilson. So the Countdown to Kickoff is in full gear. And I'm going to tell you what. We had a chance to release the Box All-America team and – uh, I, you know, I think it's a very strong team. The media voted on this team, media from around the country. I think it's an, an extremely uh, strong team. Noah Johnson is, of course, the first team quarterback. Um, You, you know, you have three running backs in uh, Deshaun Waller, Taylor Porter. Boy, I tell you what, that Taylor Porter kid out of Arkansas, Pine Bluff, is the truth. As a matter of fact, next week I'm going to do my top five players in all of HBCU football, not top five to watch my top five players and best believe that Taylor Porter is going to be at the top of that list. Also Tabius Taylor, the running back out of Virginia union led all HBCU uh, players in rushing. So log on to our website at box to And you can take a look at the box to row preseason all America team. Also the preseason Coaches poll came out. Of course, it was no doubt that A&T was going to be on top of that poll. They received all but three first place votes. Alcorn State received the other three uh, first place votes. They come in at number two, Southern number three, Bethune Cookman number four, Grambling number five, six through ten, Florida AM, Hampton, Alabama AM, Prairie View AM, and Jackson State. You can check that out on our website at boxtarow.com. Thank you to Brad Keslowski for joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Great stuff on our website at BoxToRow.com. Also, be tuned in to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast Monday through Friday. A new podcast goes up on our website early in the mornings. And always remember to support those that support Yo, from the press box to press row is presented what by DW would you Communications. Do if I sang out of tune,
3: would you stand up and walk out on me? Lay on me, your oh, ears, and I'll sing you a song.
2: I will try not to sing out of key. Yeah.
5: Oh, baby, how do I? All I need is my best. I say I'm
3: gonna get high